I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. We're here in the chill zone. My name is Scott Sweeney. I'm here with Ryan Ankner. How are you, pal? Uh, pretty good. Um, how was your holidays and Ooh, stuff? What a cordial start to the festivities. Right? Uh, they were a, lovely. <laughs> did, you have, did you have a good one? I did. Even though I was like ill through some of it, especially New Year's. I was like actually sick and bedridden for new year's went to sleep at like 9 45 oh right you were can we talk about it on the air sure you were uh you had um a penis uh <laughs> reduction surgery correct and uh your dick was too big yeah so it now it's not i'm all embarrassed about it but i mean if you gotta tell the fans mm. i guess you gotta now jokes aside though uh, scott actually was recently diagnosed with hiv a word and we're all pu- we're all pulling for him he's mm. got a mountain dew uh like iv dripping right now mm-hmm. and he's got the mountain dew coursing through his veins mm-hmm. along with an uncrustable sandwich okay yes that's all accurate and true mm. and uh not at all fucked up to start off the program with i love how if we and we're back we may have one new fan who's <laughs> like i've been hearing these guys and you know maybe i'm gonna check it out like tonight's the night mm. And they throw it on, and it's like AIDS jokes from the jump, like it's 1996. I mean, I thought you were going to clean up your act in 2023, Rye, but I guess I was wrong. I don't know if I ever said that. Did also, I say I, that? I can't believe that you didn't notice that I'm wearing a Mountain Dew <laughs> shirt right now. I think I did, and that's why I did the bit. Like I was, I was doing the like Mrs. Doubtfire of the room, like looking around, pulling bits out of thin air. Hello. And... Uh, where did you find that? Uh, this was a gift from uh, a friend of the show, Sarah. Thank you very much. And That's awesome. Yeah. I have dues in the fridge if you want to drink a dew while wearing the shirt. It's time for you to pay your dues. And yes, I will crack into those mm. very shortly. But there's no time to waste. I agree. I need to get right into this week's top story. Did you see the first look at Vin <laughs> Diesel as Dominic Toretto in Fast X? I got the picture. Oh, yeah. I posted that, too. <laughs> As if I didn't post it. Folks, the picture, the first look is a picture of, you know, exactly what I just said. Vin Diesel as Dom Toretto, looking a little heavy, I might He looks a little heavy, yeah. And he's wearing his, uh, at this point, iconic Toretto work shirt, of which I need one. And uh, he's just kind of standing there looking like Vin... Mm. Is this getting you fired up for uh, the 10th and supposed final entry in the Fast and Furious franchise? Believe it or not, what got me fired up was on the Paul Walker Instagram account, which lives on posthumously. They posted like every car he had in the first few movies in different squares of an image. And it was like just looking at the old stills from the original ones was very exciting for me. The Buster. I fucking love those movies. I love them all. They're all great. Even Tokyo Drift... Fast and Furious 2, whatever it's called. Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm in on all of them except for Hobbs and Shaw. 
That doesn't count. Yeah. It's Different fair. universe. It doesn't exist, no. quite frankly. No. But yeah, that the first trailer for Fast X comes out in February. I love that. <laughs> if you don't follow Vin on Instagram, I don't even know why you're trailer on launch. social media. Because yeah, he's like, keep an eye peeled for the trailer next month. For now, here's just a picture of me just kind of standing there to whet your appetite. Why don't we own those work shirts that say Toretto on them? I was just saying, I can't believe I don't own one. I should have it underneath whatever I'm wearing. It's no... like my superhero reveal attire. Should I just tattoo Toretto on my chest? <laughs> that sounds sick. Is that funny? Yes. <laughs> not Do always... I have room? You tell me. Not only is it funny, it's fucking dope. It's cool. Is this where it would be like if I had a shirt? Mm, right there yeah maybe a little higher all right it could be right next to that snake all dope like snake snake hello mushroom mushroom and i don't know if you have seen the preview for that new ryan johnson mystery show poker face i'm gonna go with what's her face the american pie woman uh tara reed no the other one the one with um, curly hair. The, the like, one, like, hey, hey, it's me. Yeah. I'm here tonight. Why can't I think of Natasha Leone. There it is. Um, is. I'm good on her. Yeah, I don't know. No thanks. She must have a good agent. I feel like she's had this big, like, second win to her career post. Uh... Well, Russian Doll. Is that the show, Russian Doll? Yeah. That did pretty well. That was a big deal. People liked People that. People really liked that. I didn't get into it at all. I thought she it was. She got um, Prison Break for Ladies. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was her big... That's what like got her back onto mm-hmm. the scene. I forgot about uh, Blue is the Warmest Color, whatever that show is. <laughs> Orange is the New Black, funny, though. We both nailed it with some dud. Um, <laughs> I'm I doing think your bit. The, the funniest thing, or the f- best thing, rather, that she's done is probably the movie with Alan Arkin. Um, where oh, yeah, Slums of Beverly Hills. Also with friend of the show... Uh, <laughs> Who's that guy? I'm never going to remember, but I know who you're talking Fuck. about. I need to like look him up. Look him up. While you're doing that, I'm just going to moan into the microphone. <laughs> oh, literally moan. Uh, I thought you meant like complain. You're just going to like softly sexually moan uh, <laughs> into the mic. This is sexy. Uh, friend of the show, Dad, David Dad, Crumholtz. Are you in? David Crumholtz used to work out at the Gold's Gym <laughs> that I went to in Los Angeles. And when his show that did not make it to a season two got cut, he gained an insane amount of weight. Hell yeah. Like a hundred. He looked terrible. He's one of like the biggest flip floppers I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Because remember that show, The Nick? Or what was the show <laughs> the where- Nick? No, the one where- uh... <laughs> Where Jay, there were two James Francos, the one about like the sex uh, oh, God, yeah. thing in yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but yes. I, he was the on deuce. that show. Yes. <laughs> what, the deuce? <laughs> oh, uh, the deuce. <laughs> Stewie Griffin's here. No one on earth remembers the deuce. They don't. I think my brother asked me if I watched the deuce once, and I had a good laugh. <laughs> I feel like the first few episodes were pretty good. Hmm. If memory serves. But yeah, Crumholtz was on that show. Mm. And he was like crazy heavy on that. And then yes. I remember he was on this other show the Partners. year after and was very skinny. The show I'm talking about that got a mid-season two cancel was on CBS called Partners, mm. starring uh, David Crumholtz and friend of the show Michael Yuri and Sophia Bush. All the fans. And Brandon Routh. Ooh. Who I feel like was Superman at some point. 
He was on Superman Smallville? Returns. No, in Superman Returns, right. the Brian Singer movie that didn't get a sequel because nobody liked it. I wonder if he blew Brian Singer to get that role. <laughs> I mean, he might have. Mm. There's all sorts of accusations about right, Brian right, Singer right. out there. Can I take you to the sports corner quick? Sure. Okay, cool. It Let has been a while. I know, I, that's um, what I was thinking. I would like to uh, get all boned up and talk about... Uh... All right, men. Wow. Rip out those dicks. Get them out. It's out. It's out. Jesus. Now that it's out, uh, Tristan Thompson's mother is dead. Oh. And there was a fatal shooting inside the Mall of America, and the New York Giants were there. None of them were involved. And that's sports for you. All right, men, get get ready for the sports and watch them, and there's more sports coming. How about that guy who, like, died during the the football match the other night? Yep. But that then he too. powered through. That and, uh, was something. He took his dick out and watched the sports. <laughs> I don't think he did, but, I mean, that's pretty sick. Sports corner. <laughs> That's that's the post right there. I, it's the the cleanest post you'll hear. <laughs> like there are professional radio DJs who haven't hit a post that clean. But I think that was a big deal NFL wise. They don't normally uh, mm. call games, and uh, they were basically forced to because all the players and coaches wouldn't go on. Right. They didn't it, like what they were seeing out there. He dropped from some sort of a heart related respiratory thing that a lot of conspiracy theorists are blaming on the COVID vaccine, but probably has nothing to do with that. I think True. his name was like Drakkar Noir or something. Ooh. He played for the Buffalo Bills. Hell yeah. And it was a very important football game, evidently, and he just dropped mm. down. So yeah. we are all wishing him a swift death <laughs> and a painless one on his way to heaven. Wow. Um, this was news to me. They're casting Fargo season five. I didn't even oh, know yeah? they were doing another one. Is it reasonable? <laughs> I hope it's reasonable. <laughs> Sorry. I know no. you were going to gear it up for that. Quite all right. I, I feel actually like you wasn't. hit me with one of those in the car. I did, just because that's uh, a classic. But uh, Fargo was like the little show that could. Mm -hmm. I remember when they announced it, I was like, this is the worst idea for anything I've ever heard. Then season one came out, and it's kind of connected to the movie, like loosely. Mm. And I thought it was really good. And then they did season two, which is set in the 70s and like even weirder. Remember the Dunst season? I do. That was the second one? Yeah. And then three and four were kind of like forgettable and not great. Chris Rock's the star of season four, and it's unfinishable. I didn't even because... make it through the first episode, yeah. First season's amazing. Yeah, I wonder if they'll get it back on track with season five. I didn't like season two very much. I think I finished season one and loved it, and then I finished most of season two, and then I shut seasons three and four. One and two are like pieces of work yeah. and like very much worth watching if you've never seen or even heard of them but uh they got juno temple john ham jennifer jason lee and uh joe keery from stranger things rounding out that season five fargo cast i mean i'll give it a go yeah why not you think john ham will show that hog in fargo season five he's got a thick cock he does it's like his whole thing yeah nice Actually, big nice big bone <laughs> I randomly last weekend woke up and started rewatching season two of Mad Men. How's it hold up? It's great. Mm. That show is so watchable. I watched oh, like yeah. five episodes in like the blink of an eye. It's definitely top 10 shows of all time, I think. It's, it's so good. I forgot how good it was. Just like any scene where him and Roger are just like having a drink at work, cutting it up. 
Just great dialogue. Yeah, friend of the show, Joey, and I have both said this, that like Roger and Don is a show in itself. Yeah. And they could have easily been a spinoff where it's just like them going on business trips and like getting laid and drinking and having fun. Be sick. And that's the show. We don't need conflict, nothing. <laughs> Who needs conflict? I either want something to be way too much conflict or no conflict at all. Mm. Like a normal three-act amount of conflict is sometimes not that scintillating for me. I'm just like, yeah, right. I do sometimes get mad when a movie or show very like lazily introduces a conflict. Right. And I'm just like, ah, I, don't want, yeah. I, I don't want this in my own life. I don't even want to watch this fake version of this, especially if it's happening in an uninspired fashion. Some random guy showing up. I'm a villain, and he's got like an evil mustache and a hat. It's just like, he's ah, wearing a black shirt. Like, oh, he's you, bad. Could you? Um, did you see that Brad Pitt and Adam Sandler are doing the next Noah Baumbach movie for Netflix? Yes, and I think that sounds like the hottest duo of the year. It's a great duo. Like That's an unstoppable duo. Yeah, like I'm picturing them bouncing off each other. I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun with it. Mm. And Noah Baumbach, whose latest movie, White Noise, we'll be covering later in the reviews portion of the program. He's, uh, he's one of our guys. He is. Not for White Noise or the Meyerowitz stories, but I like everything else he's done. He's a worker. And yeah, I like the idea of him making a movie with Brad Pitt and Sandler. Sandler, he's worked with a bunch of times before. This will be the first Brad Pitt. Right. Uh, Brad Pitt's doing some interesting movies. I'm hoping we get like wacky Coen brothers, like burn after reading Brad Pitt. Mm. Like that. He Brad Pitt's got a lot of range and he doesn't just have to be like an interesting, handsome guy. Like he flexed his chops even in his like little bit part on Friends. When he pops up and he's like the old scorned fat guy yeah, I saw who's a, not fat anymore. I saw a clip of that recently. And yeah, his bit when he guessed it on Friends was like he hates Rachel. Yeah. So, because he was married to uh, Jennifer Aniston at the time. I was right. like, this is fun. He's, he's having fun. Flexing his chops. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Brad Pitt guy. He's great. And there's not a movie that he's done that isn't at least watchable. Mm. Um... There's a new The Boys spinoff called Gen V that oh. starts next month. Is it animated? No. It's oh, a, good. It's a real show. Awesome. And it's supposed to focus on like a university that like trains mutants. Evidently, it's like very wacky and wild. They've already okay. greenlit a season two. Love that. The Boys is probably in my... I would even say it's in my top three of current shows on television it's very enjoyable ozark's gone yellowstone's jumped the shark fuck it's over and i'm i've heard from a lot of people it doesn't have the stuff no it's done i don't even want to watch it anymore it sucks fuck um the boys is probably my favorite yeah that and tulsa king <laughs> tulsa king is the show of the moment folks you gotta fire up that paramount plus dumb guy show <laughs> I got a... Speaking of good television and bad ideas, I guess you could say, did you notice that Pop Chips is doing a Super Bowl ad featuring Brian Cranston in character as Heisenberg? He's uh, like, they did a like a, a teaser or whatever. Oh, like yeah. Like him standing there with the Heisenberg <laughs> outfit. I was actually... And a bag of Pop Chips. It made me laugh out loud just at how lazy that ad was. <laughs> It's like, it's Heisenberg in the hat holding some popcorners. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, and I know they're teasing like a Super Bowl ad that'll probably have 
be longer and more annoying, but that is the gist of the. That's it. <laughs> it's like, hey, remember this character from this show that went that ended like I don't know, probably ten years ago at this point. He's back and he he likes pop corners. <laughs> what do we think of this? I was gonna say like, don't you think that pop corners is set for life given their partnership with JetBlue? Hmm. Just like being in all those free snack baskets for every flight at JetBlue ever does for the rest of fucking time. Yeah, and I know. It's like hacky to be like, like, oh, he sold out. Like that doesn't exist anymore. Like anyone, no. anyone to do any and every ad that comes their way. But I mean, maybe Brian Cranston should have said no to this popcorners ad. <laughs> oh, I bet they offered him a lot of money. Yeah. He's a shill now, anyways. Schlepping around the country with Aaron Paul, selling that shitty tequila. He actually does do a ton of like ads. Mm. His voice is like he's the voice of like one of those trucks. Chevy, I think. He'll yeah. pop up anywhere. He, he's great, and, and Breaking Bad is more important than most shows, and I love every second of it, and the rewatch was phenomenal. That being said, I believe that we are often forgetting the rest of his body of work as like the dad on Malcolm in the Middle great and work. the lead on Showtime's Your Honor, which like I feel like he should just be thanking his lucky stars he got a season two out of that because yeah. it was supposed to be an eight-episode miniseries. Yeah, I don't know who season two of that is for because I don't think I'm still in. Unless, I don't Him know, maybe I'll give it a go. Michael Stuhlberg, like, fighting over their dead son. I mean, they were really good in season one. I just felt like there was a limited series and it ended, and now they're just going off the rails. Yeah, I don't know where they could possibly go with it. But uh, big news for Avatar, The Way of Water. Oh? It has now become, like... It uh, passed Top Gun Maverick as the highest grossing movie of uh, the year okay. in only like a month, whereas Top Gun's been on like all year. So it's like, you know, impressive that it did it so quickly. And James Cameron said, now that the movie's become profitable, the three sequels will officially be made. We were saying there was a, a period there where he was like, if this doesn't make money, three's already done. We'll come out with three, but then maybe we won't do four and five. He's saying four and five are a go, mm. and he's dedicating the rest of his life to making these films. It's official. Okay. And <laughs> I think I got a really good feeling about Avatar 4. I think Do that's going to be the one that like... Not three. Three will be cool, but four is going to be... Four is going to sing. <laughs> four is the one I'm waiting for. You think there'll be a, l- a lull and then it'll heat back up? Yes. It's exactly All what right. I'm predicting. Although... And also Vin Diesel's in these movies. He's going to start... I thought you were making that up the last show, but I guess you're not. He's going to play like a a lava avatar. (laughs) I'm I'm made of magma. I'm red. I know everyone else drives, rides around on dragons, but I got a car. I'm a car. I'm an avatar. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Uh, have a car folks we can we talk about uh other nope there's no you you don't want to do you don't want to do 25 more minutes on avatar i liked avatar i laughed out loud i was trying to find the here we go wait a minute hey paul you're not alive anymore but like i'm a car But what if we like rebooted you in an avatar body and you hopped in shotgun in this car and we like drove around for a bit? Get in. It's like cars and cars having coffee. 
You gotta put those popcorners down. No eating in the car. No eating in the avocado. Dump the popcorners into the NOS tank. <laughs> it's fantastic. I got nothing else. I gave up early because I had nothing. I, I just mean, had the music. That was it. That's all you need. Are you in tears? Scott is in tears thinking about Paul Walker's death. I am. Speaking Spe of dead people, were you going to do one? No, I was going to say, speaking of people who were unfazed by Paul Walker's death because they have no soul and oh. they're a fucked up asshole idiot, The Rock is back in the news, folks. He's not dead yet? He's not, unfortunately. Nice steroid death. I love, uh, I guarantee he's trying to eke his way into Fast 10 at this very moment. Being like, Vin... <laughs> what, what do we got? Like, think about the moment. I pop by at the end. It's me. It's Hobbs. Maybe I got Shaw. But yeah, there's all sorts of stories about... Uh, we're in the wake of the colossal fa failure of Black Adam, <clears throat> The Rock's uh, passion project that just went wrong for him in every way imaginable. But this story made me laugh. He was insisting on a tequila bar at the New York premiere of Black Adam featuring his uh, brand, Terramana. Terramana! <laughs> <laughs> that he never, ever stopped shilling, even for a, a heartbeat. But uh, I love the idea of him being like, we got to have a tequila bar at the premiere of this PG-13 movie <laughs> that's like yeah, essentially for? for children. we we got to have the Terramana flowing. He's a fucking sick person who I don't I think he's just like out of touch because he gets so gassed up on social media that's gone to his head like he has no concept of reality anymore. Yeah. It's just gone. He's he doesn't know what's happening. Tramata. And uh folks, you can follow us on Letterboxd. I'm out over there wow. at Scott Sweeney. My twenty twenty two in film came out. My numbers were pretty low. Can we do top ten now? Sure. I've been I've been chomping or champing at the bit for that. Like all Oops. we weren't here last week, so it's been two weeks. I've been two weeks with pay. I've been waiting to hear these top ten. Folks, I made a top ten list. Wow. I, I toiled over this. Um find mine. I'm just gonna blow through it. Do it quick. This is my top ten of twenty twenty two. In order? No. It's not in order. Mm. But I will mention at the beginning nope jordan peele's nope is on my list okay the fablemans directed by stevie spielberg a little autobiographical yarn that we covered a few weeks ago here on the program scream okay which is scream five but they called it scream which upset me greatly but it still made it onto my list despite that elvis mm. snuck into my top 10 of the year hell of a picture Mm, I liked it, it, yeah. Uh, Prey, okay. the Predator sequel that I feel like no one on Earth remembers besides me. Nah, that, I saw that on a few people's lists. People, it, I didn't really enjoy it, but people liked it. I thought it was dope. Easily the best Predator sequel. <coughs> I was going to say since. No, I think Dylan. it's just the best Predator sequel. And Men, the Alex Garland <laughs> movie. Men. That I feel like got a little overlooked. Agreed, yeah. Hell of a picture. I'll put that on mine too. Hell yes. And I bet this is also on yours. Barbarian. Yes. Yes, it is. And just to round it all out, I couldn't decide 
which one of these is number one, but this is my top three of the year. Banshees of Inishirin, which okay. you can now watch on HBO Max. I recommend it highly. It's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> Go to the movie theater, see it in 3D. You'll be wowed. And Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Picture of the year, probably picture That's of the That's what I decade. guessed, yeah. Okay. Uh, mine is in order. I'll go backwards. I, number 10, it's Triangle of Sadness, mm. which was a fun one. I saw it with friends of the show, Jack and Monty, when we were in Denver. What up, what up? Uh, Top Gun was my number nine. Thank you. <coughs> Elvis <coughs> was number eight. <laughs> oh, God, I am so Elvis. Barbarian, number seven. Clerks, three. Ooh, number six. I forgot about Clerks, yes. three. Yes. I was surprised you didn't list it. Uh, I mean, men, number five. In. And did you forget Clerks 3 or do you not? does it not make your top 10? I That's did kind of forget it, but I also don't think it would make it. Even though I did get some laughs and a lot of tears out of me, I don't. It, it was kind of forgettable. Okay. Uh, men at number five, yes, yes. which I loved. Super weird. Vengeance. The B.J. Novak movie Ooh, made that, my number four spot. See, that's another one I kind of forgot about. I don't know if it would make mine, but that was a really surprisingly good movie yeah. that I'm glad you threw on your list. Um, on the count of three, from uh, that's another good one. Fuck. Friend of the show, Gerard Carmichael and uh, Christopher Abbott. Okay, your list is better than mine. I'm pissed. Um, it's Fuck. thoughtful. Fuck. I, <clears throat> I know you have trouble making a list and lists. I make my whole life is in lists. Like it's easy mm. for me. So that's really all it is. I have an edge on lists. And uh, the Batman was number two. Mm. Loved it. That was in my honorable mentions. Um, my number one movie of the year. It's a, it's an upset. It's a crowd pleaser, whatever. Wait, can I guess real quick? Yes. Black Adam. You got it. <laughs> I knew it. Yep. No, it's uh, actually Simon Rex in red rocket oh shit the simon baker movie for sean baker movie rather i need to look at like a better list that's another one i forgot about that awesome that would probably make it onto my list that was a fucking great movie i loved everything about that movie i thought it was the funniest movie of the year and i watched it again recently and it held up fuck if you haven't seen it i don't think it's free yet but it's worth buying or renting on itunes for sure that's a good list and then i have a few honorable mentions i said fresh the Hulu horror movie with What's-Her-Face and uh, What's-His-Face, Gerard Carmichael's stand-up special, Rothaniel, mm. The Northman, uh, Neil Brennan's special, Blocks, Adam Ooh. Sandler movie, Hustle, yeah, uh, Black Phone, and mm. Ryan Gosling's The Gray Man were my honorable Ooh. mentions. That was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I was trying to do a top 20, and I couldn't come up with three more, so it's a top 17. Interesting. That's a good list. I had some honorable mentions also featuring the Batman, mm-hmm. the Northman. Mm-hmm. Couldn't make room for those guys, but those were great pictures. The Watcher. Yep. Which was really oh, good. Oh, I didn't watch that yet. Under- you didn't see that? No. You should. That's on Hulu or something. That's Is that like with... A- um- that's what that babe we like. Oh, okay. Who Never I- mind. I watch- there's Watcher and there's Watcher and The Watcher. I think we watched The Watcher. We did. That, uh, I really like that. They got a lot out of like the a threadbare premise, which I always appreciate. Yep. And also Jackass Forever, I thought I'd throw on a mention to. It was a fun movie, even though I didn't love the, the new people in it. Mm. Speaking of Jackass Forever, 
Bam Margera was like pronounced dead on December 8th and almost oh, won me that hundred. And now he's just fine and like doing Steve-O's podcast and like not drinking. And he's probably going to live another 30 years. We love to see it. Not good Bam's for me. going to live forever. He might even live for 50 more years. Dude, fucking ape and Phil. He's not that much older than we are. So picking him was such a fucking stupid stunt pick. I'm, it was. I'm so over. Like, I'm just going to pick dinosaurs from now on. I haven't had a death since fucking <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg in like 2020. Wait. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. You're telling me this for the first time. I'm just hearing this now. <laughs> Nobody builds walls better than me. Believe me. Terrific. Did and you also, see that? Oh, I go ahead. just wanted to mention a uh, friend of the show, Dan, wanted me to list his favorite movies of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. Top Gun Maverick. Uh-huh. Bullet Train. Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> are those the only movies he watched? No, he watched more, but those are the only ones he wanted. I love it. He's got a top two. Yeah. That's an easier list to put together. You should have just done a top two. I should have. What is your top one? It's Maverick and then... Uh... Avatar right. 2 okay. and Banshees of Inishirin, mm. which is a annoying movie to say. Actually, it's not that annoying. It's just I don't like of... it. It's a very Irish title. I'm sure, it's, very Irish I'm sure it's great. I'm just a dope and couldn't get into it. I put it on and it was like... <laughs> And I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. I love it. I think about it almost every day, just in passing. Because it's just mm. about these two guys who are friends, and then this weird thing happens. They get so much out of, like, nothing. Should it's, I try it again? Yes. Okay, I'm going to try it again. It's a 10 out of 10. It's a movie. You're selling it. It's, it's an all-timer for me. I do like those actors. Yeah, like, I don't even like In Bruges, which no, is their big, this is like their I didn't comeback get it. movie. I'm not crazy about it. Friend of the show, Rian, is a like huge fan. He likes In Bruges and the uh, Seven, Seven Psychopaths. Psychopaths. I almost said Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, but that's like a punchline movie that I've used. But Seven Psychopaths, yeah. I didn't get that either. Same kind of a deal. Yeah. Seven Psychopaths, Eight Heads. How about Nick Cannon welcomes his 12th child? In a duffel bag? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this will be he Oh, and man, my kid's in a duffel bag. Nick. 12 kids with, I think, six different mothers. Enough. I thought Nick. it would be more than that. It's actually a surprisingly low amount of, of mothers for his Mother. 12 children. Too many. Too yeah. many kids. There's no need for that. Like, what else could his life consist of besides just, like, going from gig to gig and just talking with all these women about how many kids he has all day and all the things that they need to do. I have a exhausting. lot of clients with children and their lives are pretty consumed by them in terms of like, you know, various picking up and dropping off and one is sick, the other is yeah. sick. Yeah, if you have one kid, it's like your entire world. Yes. If you have 12, it's yes, just hello. like- Yes, hello, kids, I, kids, kids. Imagine, he's getting calls like, it's like kid seven has the sniffles, like kid 13 has, it's like, Jesus Christ. Gives me Some people, that's just like their thing. They want to, they want to, I think it's like a sickness. Like they want to reproduce and they want to spread it around and they want like a legacy. He's even said as much. Yeah. I remember he was on Howard once basically saying just like, I'm all about just spreading like, like more Nick Cannons for the world. It's like, okay, thank you, I guess. Thanks just a for forgettable, mediocre dud. <laughs> yeah, who, he, like isn't really that great at anything. <laughs> he wants to make sure that those characters live on. Yeah, I don't see any need for another version of me. Hmm. I can guarantee he'd be a fucking mess. 
kid. Uh, he'd be a class act. Thanks, buddy. The veal? I have six pets. That's plenty. Mm. But you can keep them all in one place and they don't need to go anywhere. Mm. That's fair. Well, the dog does, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, did you see that someone shot up a French Montana music video? They're just... With like, bullets? With bullets. Like, like an actual criminal drove by while they were like pretending to be criminals. <laughs> yeah. They interrupted a shot of someone pretending to do exactly what he was actually doing. (laughs) That's the French Montana sound for those that didn't catch that. Was anyone injured on this set? I have no idea. That was like a sports corner level story. (laughs) I just, I skimmed the headline into my notes like four hours ago and it's useless. Funny. Um, Also, Trump DJed the Mar-a-Lago Halloween party and he played Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Is that funny? Um, I don't know if it's funny, but it is dope. It's a hell of a track. And like everybody, I'm gonna play it. I like that Trump has really like gay music taste. Mm. Like he, there's that clip of him talking about uh, <laughs> the Village People song. What is that song? Nobody likes the Village oh, yeah. People more than me. Believe me. YMCA. Say so this is one of the great songs. <laughs> and that. Yeah, he's I a mean, weird guy. I mean, a cut is a cut. Yeah. That. Uh, Speaking of gay, did you see that the uh, Noah Shap? or Schnapp from Stranger Things has come out as gay? Yes. Not news. Yeah. Rian and I were discussing that earlier. Not news. It's not 2006. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. His his character on Stranger Things, the only bullet point that character has is like, is gay. <laughs> and like, was supposed to die in the first season and is still hanging on. That's his entire character. Now, if the kid with the fucked up teeth and the curly hair was gay, <laughs> yeah. and like, I'm sucking dicks in the upside down, that would in- intrigue me. Him hey, like, hey, Eleven. Hey, Eleven, come on down here and you can grow a prick and I'll suck on it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think that's where season five might go with this show. Like Drake texting Millie Bobby Brown, like, hey, girl, I hear you have a dick now, so I am less interested. And you're changing your name to Millie Bob Thornton, like Scott always likes to joke about. This is like a gay porn version of the Stranger <laughs> Things theme right now. <laughs> I got a big boner and I'm going to stick it in. Get over here, Noah Schnapp. It's David Harbour like, no, you guys can't be doing this. This is inappropriate. <laughs> But like he like opens the door on them as like Eleven is blowing Noah. Quit it! I'm dressed up like Hellboy from my <laughs> reboot that nobody liked for some reason. Oh, good stuff. I mean, he sucks. I hate I, when women are like he's so sexy. I'm like, if he didn't have a career in Hollywood, you wouldn't talk to him. I mean, maybe they, might. they would. Who knows? I don't know. He he's he like might. a maybe beefy a cool Seth Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen <laughs> Seth Rogen's kind of handsome now too <laughs> Did you see that Bob Marley's grandson is dead? <laughs> you know, I somehow missed that <laughs> That uh Seemed to really be enjoying that <laughs> Made me have like a legit cackle When I saw the headline May I ask, what do you think's so funny about that? I think the dead celebrities' relatives, or like celebrities' dead relatives, is my sweet spot for laughs. Yeah, we Wait, know. Hey, mom! <laughs> did you smoke too much ganja, mom? You're dead! Oh, I think that's how it happened. <laughs> oh, no, man! I'm gonna blow weed smoke on your corpse, and maybe you'll come back to life, man! That would be pretty sick if that worked. <laughs> That would be like a good advertisement for 
medicinal marijuana. Oh no, man. It has healing properties. I was gonna smoke a joint and now you're dead. Hmm. That would be pretty chill. Everybody chill. <laughs> it's all good, man. I want to do the rest of the show with a bed of Bob Marley music. I do. All right, cool. Do the next story. Um, I can't believe this, but uh, this we narrowly avoided a catastrophe. <laughs> James Corden almost starred in The Whale. I saw that. When Tom Ford was attached to direct this film that eventually went on to be directed by Darren Aronofsky, starring Brendan Fraser. We covered it a week or two ago on the program. Actually, last week on the program. And Can you even imagine how bad that would have been? <laughs> Tom Ford's ham-handed cinematography with that fucking dud? I almost just fainted imagining watching a movie where a CGI James Corden was getting Oscar buzz. I, I, I just couldn't. I yeah, can't no even thanks. think about it. James Corden, I feel like he's... It's about to be over for him. He's got to get canceled soon. Like a fucking external hard drive full of hardcore, like, child rape porn. Bruvs. Go, it's not mine! Honestly! Hmm. He'll probably be, uh... They'll probably make him the next James Bond. <laughs> Just so he'll never, ever go away. Gain Bond? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, bruv. It's me. But they did say they're uh, they're searching for the next 007. And, oh. Uh, I saw a story that Aaron Taylor Johnson has met with uh, cool. producers to potentially take on this iconic role. Okay. For the next uh, couple works. of features. For people who don't know him, he was Kick-Ass in the movie Kick-Ass. Uh, he was a sidecar in Tenet. He, he pops up. What He's about if my grandson was James Bond if he hmm. wasn't dead, man? Oh, Bob Marley with some uh, casting <laughs> choices from beyond the grave. Oh, I put a tuxedo on his corpse <laughs> and oh. he's holding the martini, man. Yes, uh, you only live <laughs> twice. <laughs> he, he'll die another day. <laughs> Yesterday. I don't know how to continue this bit. Oh, <laughs> He's in a trap and he's gonna get out with weed, man. Hmm. I don't know where to go with this. I just wanted to say it. I would I'm like stuck it out here. If the new James Bond was black and dead <laughs> and into weed, I think that would be the perfect James Bond for a new generation. <laughs> I think we found it. <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. He's back. Ooh, needed that one. Okay. Um, and also, did you hear that Wednesday got renewed for season two over at Netflix? Oh, who cares? <laughs> Fucking bullshit show. Can't say Kid. Oops, Sam, bleep that out. I didn't mean it in the gay way. No doubt, no doubt. I, um, come on, man. Fucking, fucking, what do you think it's going to be called? Fucking Thursday? <laughs> fucking Wednesday afternoon fucking or something? Sick, fucking sick. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that show needed another season, but I understand because people loved it, I guess. It was a big hit that Jenna Ortega's uh, the gal of the moment. Mia Goth, actually. Um, that's incorrect, <laughs> but I see what you're doing. <laughs> Yes. Uh, fucking, I fucked both of them. Oh, yeah. I, I fucking big dick. Yeah, dude. I'm so sick of him. 
Why can't he be in Wednesday and have like a piece of the set land on his head and kill him or something? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. No, he's... I wonder when his uh, like Curb-esque show where Joe Pesci okay. plays his father and or grandfather is coming out. Mm. Oh, hey, dude. Do we need? I mean, I'll watch it just so I can like get better at doing the Pete Davidson voice and we can make fun of it. In classic fashion. Oh, yeah. Also, that 90s show starts soon. That's another... I hate my father. I hate my life. But I feel great, man. That's another thing we can get all uh, angry about, the fact that it exists. Um, Hopefully, Kurtwood Smith has some good, uh, some good zingers. I'm only in if Danny Masterson has a meaty role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of time alone with women in these scenes. Because <laughs> that would be what drew me in. Really let that stuff breathe. Give him a second chance. Wow. How about that? How about that? Put fucking... Uh, didn't... Uh, who's the Indian kid? In... Uh, Wilmer Valderrama. Didn't yes. he allegedly assault women too? I can't be like sure He was like that. a groomer, fucking 16-year-olds, and that just flies right under the radar. Fez? He would never. Not my Fez. Allegedly. No. Wilmer Valderrama sues enough the podcast. I'm waiting for Topher Grace to be taken down. Never. Tasty. <laughs> Topher, friend of the show. Where are the drugs? But yeah, they, they all have Popeyes on this new show. Mm. But they're not they're not like in every episode. The main thrust of that 90s show is it's Red and Kitty in the same house watching a new set of teenagers. I guess like Eric and Donna's kids. Or maybe just like some sidecars. Oh, I don't know. I don't know why anything exists. It'll probably be horrible, but we're going to watch it and talk about it. Yeah, we are. Did you see that uh, Buster from Dave and Buster's is dead <laughs> as well? Wow. So you're telling me there's two Busters up in heaven right now mm -hmm. just racing around? <laughs> Along with YouTube sensation Keenan Cahill. Wow. That kid who looks kind of like Jonathan Lipnicki, but like more Asperger's-y. I mean, as long as it's not Keenan Thompson, I mm. can sleep uh, agreed be, i'll be able to rest keenan thompson has his moments he's funny mm. but keenan cahill good riddance i watched like almost the entire first season of the show keenan on nbc <laughs> folks uh sam edit this out i'm deeply embarrassed <laughs> what did you like about it i mean i don't know it was kind of charming him and chris red had a decent back and forth is that another snl cast member it is okay yeah they're funny it was basically, it's not that crazy it was so filled with SNL people. I feel like they were just filming it in between takes on SNL sketches. Mm. Just like, let's let's do something here. Right. Know, it'll be a sitcom called Keenan. Keenan. <clears throat> and there's <clears throat> that new movie where Nicolas Cage is playing Dracula, huh? which I get sounds really fun. Dracula musical. <laughs> but this trailer just came out and it, does not look very fun. No, it looks bad. It looks how I I'm feared so it would when I initially heard like Nick Cage Dracula movie. Cause the whole like I don't know. People get Nick Cage all wrong. They have this like yeah. like that movie, The Unbearable Weightness The Un Unbearable Unspeakable Talent or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They did that wrong too. Like it just had the wrong tone. Like people don't get Cage. They think he's like a joke and they want him to like go full cage and like yell wackily but i think he's actually good and i like when he does real movies and i got a real bad feeling about renfield 
people lean into uh, the Nicolas Cage stuff in an almost like Nickelback kind of way. And they don't understand. I think you just said it pretty perfectly, but like he's an Oscar winner at the end of the day. And in a fucking, what, uh, who directed uh, Leaving Las Vegas? Uh, Mike Vegas? Mike, like the guy whose name I've used as a punchline for 20 years. I can't remember (laughs) it. Yeah, man. I just, there's so many good Nicolas Cage movies and he's so good in so many things. In particular, adaptation is what comes to mind. People pretend that doesn't exist and they think he's just this goofy guy. Yeah, like they like deploy him as a joke. This trailer, they're like, this is like the Nick Cage's Dracula movie. Like, check it out. Look at how crazy he is. It's just like, no, you got mm. this all wrong. I, I No, I will not be seeing this picture. So it's Willy's Wonderland set in Transylvania and he has fucking white makeup and fangs. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Can't and wait it, to skip it. And yeah. It's like, it's a goof. It's like a meta thing. It's like, have him actually play Dracula in like a serious movie. He'd fucking crush it. Yeah. Because he's a pro. Yeah. Oh well, I don't know. This this trailer like bummed me out. I fucking I didn't finish it. I don't think. I think it looks like true dog shit. I skip a lot of trailers on purpose though, because they typically will fuck up the movie for me. Eh. Um, do you have more news? Or can we take I mean, a little break and I can pish? Yeah, let's do that. What do you, if you got more like more piping hot stuff? Fire it off. I mean, I just can, one more quickie. Pee, uh, I can pee into the Snapple bottle. Dave Bautista has said uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be the end. The final appearance of his character, Drax, who's part of the Guardians. Fan favorite character. Mm. He said he never wanted to be The Rock. I just want to be a good actor, a respected actor. Mild dig at The Rock. And also he goes on to say he wants to do more serious work. And that Drax is a, a goofy character. Okay. I think he's probably of the wrestlers turned actors. I mean, John Cena and he are the two best, I think. The Rock is a joke. I think he's just lucked out and like some good directors have put him in some stuff. Yeah. And not to say like he's bad. I just think like he's in Dune and he's good because that's a good movie. But like, I don't think he says anything. In most movies, he just shows up to stand there and look intense because he's an Mm. intense looking, you know. I can't. Uh, dispute that because I have no evidence. But what was that Kumail Nanjani movie where he's driving around? <laughs> oh, Stuber. Yeah, yeah, Stuber. How about that? Huh? Guess what? Huh? Stuber wasn't horrible. I didn't hate it. It had a yeah. He was decent in it. And yeah, he's Nailed way it. better than The Rock. So I don't even know why I'm kind of giving him any sort of guff. Because we're cunts. Fair. <laughs> Are you calling us cunts? <clears throat> we will be cunts at what we do. Hey, how you doing? It's me. But yeah, maybe at this moment in time we uh, watch the Martin reunion on HBO Max. <laughs> no thanks. Twenty years in the making, or maybe we go off to the theater to see Megan, the new killer doll movie <clears throat> that people are all fired up about. Can't wait. Yes, folks, we'll be right back. We back, man. <laughs> oh, man, I'm dead. Oh. <laughs> you might have thought we left that part in the first half of the program, but... Uh, oh, no. man, I'm six feet under the ground, man, with bugs uh, all in my body, man. Just Feeling wildly. Fiery. <laughs> just in poor taste. Just... The bit isn't even good. 
like anybody who's like that Bob Marley stuff, and now that was good. I'm gonna be like, are you sure? You sure about that? You sure about that's why? I do love the idea of someone being wowed by this. Somebody laughed at it. No doubt. No. Probably Monty. I don't know. You sick fuck. I can't get the levels right right now. It's very particular. I'm turning my shit way down. I don't know, whatever. This is a cut. But folks, we did not go to see the new uh, killer doll movie, Megan. We might see that for next week's program. (laughs) We instead saw the new theatrical release that just came to HBO Max, The Menu. Hot new release. What'd you think? I enjoyed this very much. Let's be spoiler uh, free. Yes, this is a challenge with this one. I have a nice spoiler-free summary right here. Oh, wow. A young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. (coughs) And this movie kind of like hinges on, Mm. I don't know if I want to call it a twist, but like once you figure out what is going on, it's... It's interesting. I enjoyed this. I kind of felt like it was implied from the get-go what was happening, yet it felt like a twist in the moment anyway. I actually thought the twist was going to be something else. And Mm -hmm. so I was just waiting for that to happen. And then when it didn't, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, just because it was unexpected. And it landed I think both Nicholas Holt and Anya Taylor-Joy get way too much work. They do. Like, he's in the next six movies we we are seeing like he did we, he did this he did the dracula movie and i don't know yeah i guess no the further examples of this but he's in a lot of shit he pops up you're yeah. kind of out on him i think he's good he's fine he was actually decent in this and and anya taylor joy's not my favorite either but she pops up a lot she gets an inordinate amount of work she's the one with the eyes if you don't know who we're talking about they're really fire a pat the queen's gambit she was it's that girl she uh her character referenced the town of Brockton, Massachusetts in the middle of this movie, which really, really floored me. Yeah, that's interesting. Brockton, I don't know that the people who wrote this movie know that they were writing about the city of champions, <laughs> yeah. a.k.a. heroin town. Yeah, once you mentioned that, I was like, is this going to turn into like a bean set crime drama? Like, <laughs> Hey, how are you? I'm here for the menu. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to eat because I meal prepped for everything this week and I've been doing push-ups in the kitchen. If the menu was set at a Wahlburgers location, I think it would have been a 10 out of 10. <laughs> hey, how you, do- how you guys doing? Everybody here gets the same thing. Yeah. A thin burger that costs way too much money. <laughs> And some tater tots and a, <clears throat> a fucking... A, a selfie with my brother Paul. That's right. Yeah, the shitty one. The not famous one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the fucking... <laughs> he lives in Hingham. <laughs> He's just a man on earth. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I thought this was interesting. I, I it, it was making me laugh when Ray Fiennes was describing the menu, thinking about you in the restaurant of the menu. <laughs> At some table with like a babe you're trying to impress, and you're like, oh boy, I can't eat any of this. Fuck. (laughs) Just panicking as he's like, the entire ecosystem is in this meal. Yeah, like forget like the twist and all that. I just can't eat the meals that they're presenting. Yeah, there's no twist. It's just you like 
hungry. Just me flop sweating, trying to like get through one of these nice meals that anyone would fucking kill for. I There's a scene, and this is a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear it, skip like 90 seconds ahead. There's a scene where one of the people that works there like kills themselves in front of all the guests. And to me, I would think that was a special treat. I don't see that as like this torturous nightmare. Like I would want to see a guy kill himself. Like if I could be in the R. Bud Dwyer press conference room, I just, I don't know. That's like a fantasy of mine. And I think they got to live it and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you were really captivated by this mm. happening. It seemed to really uh, capture your imagination. Like, fucking awesome. Everybody <laughs> else is all upset. You'd be like, I'm going to get another Berg. This is the best. This is the greatest dinner on a show that I've ever That would be seen. the downside of of the situation is the meal taking too long. I hate when you're at a fancy place and they're bringing the courses out like three calories at a time. Oh, mm. just fucking just give me the meal. Yeah. But yeah, this, uh, this movie's had a good ensemble. Like a lot of... A lot of people popped up in this movie. You got a John Languizamo pop in, doing some good work. Um, I wanted to mention the woman from The Whale, Hong Chow, is in this movie. She's a scene stealer in both these movies. Right, that's where she's, that's where she's from, but what's her name? <laughs> wow. I, I didn't misspeak. That's actually her name. Yeah. <laughs> no, Wood. That, uh, I thought she was really good. It's and Ralph Fiennes ready. was a pro. He's good at everything. Kind of boring. My favorite Ralph Fiennes performance is him in The Chum Scrubber. Oh, The Chum Scrubber. <laughs> a movie that exists. Um, John Leguizamo of Empire fame is not my favorite in I, anything. I hadn't seen him in a while. I was. It's good to know he's still out there doing his thing. Do you remember this song? I do. It's from oh, Bud Dwyer. Wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for catching that cut. I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would. It, uh, yeah, I thought it was actually really good, surprisingly. Mm. Yeah, and like nice and simple, mm. simple premise. They get a ton out of it. Fans know that's Scotty's favorite thing. Um, and I, I will say this was a, a good like mishmash. This was a good food movie. Got me hungry watching this. Did it? Some of these bites. I mean, that Berg, that Berg looked real good. Could you get a Berg on your way home tonight? Yeah. Like a big, big juicy one? I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah, like good food movie. This had some good laughs. Good like thriller without getting into, you know. What about if the menu took place at Scarlet Oak Tavern? Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> All we have on the menu are cans. What? I got nothing. I just, the premise is funny. Yeah, I would watch that movie. Yes. I don't know. The menu was a was a pleasant surprise. I remember contemplating it in the theater and then going, nah. Mm. And I, I, to be honest, I don't think I need you wouldn't need this in the theater. It's definitely decent, but I think it's still in the theater. But yeah, it's also on HBO Max and very enjoyable there. So yeah, just watch it at home. You mm. have HBO. Everyone has fucking HBO. That's the menu now on HBO. We dug it. Yes, we personally. did. The Turkey Boys are on the menu. I have a lot of notes about our next movie, The White Noise. Uh, yes. Or not The White Noise, White Noise. Uh, the new Noel Baumbach movie on Netflix. Yes, not the 2005 Michael Keaton horror thriller. We've made that joke every week. Say, and we're never going to stop. We've both independently made that joke probably three times. <laughs> 
I just want to remind people that Michael Keaton's in a very forgettable horror movie called White Noise that was made in 2005. Uh, I enjoyed that significantly more than 2022 White Noise. Fuck. How about that? Or 2021, I suppose. This movie is kind of getting panned. Yeah, it sucks. People are kind of hating the shit out of it. And I will say, Mm. I don't love this movie, but... But, there's a but. I watched it in two sittings. Okay. And actually, the second time, I started it over because like several days transpired, even though I watched like over an hour of it. This movie's a mess, but I respect it. And I didn't hate watching it. I did. Mm. And I do not. (laughs) I mean... I just thought it stunk. It was no fun. Adam Driver was overacting. I, do you appreciate it, the fact that he put on weight for this very weird movie that no one will finish besides me? I was under the impression that he was wearing facial prosthetics. No, he put on... He that's like a real weight. gain. That's a real gain. Oh, that, that he sucks. Did. <laughs> Isn't it weird? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he took it off, but... Mm. Ah, man. he And he's great. And Noah Baum, he and Noah Baumbach are two of my favorite people working, and they just couldn't make this one work. Yeah, like, he's great. He was in Marriage Story. I was going to say, they've proven that they work together. I think Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig are a strange duo. Yeah, they didn't really click like I thought they might, Mm. even though I think they're both great individually. Yeah. I understand that this came from a book. Yes. But, like, it felt like the the metaphors were more heavy-handed than that. Like, it was, like, almost as if they were nodding to COVID or something. Yeah, and people online have been saying, you know, people who read the book say that he just, like, that this is a big miss. Mm. Like, that he didn't get the tone of the book. The tone? I wish I read the book so I could say something classy like that. Like, you know what? He just got the tone all wrong. A couple of dopes in a basement talking about it, like we've read the book even though we haven't. (laughs) Uh, I don't know about, in general, Noah Baumbach's stuff for Netflix. Marriage Story was solid. But I, mean, I did not enjoy the Meyerowitz stories and I did not enjoy this. And gotta, it just it's a different brand of him. I got a feeling you're going to enjoy the next one though, starring Brad Pitt and Adam Sandler. I hope so. But yeah, this is uh and I will say a Noah Bombach slight misfire is still better than most directors like, <laughs> direct hits. Is my uh nice way of saying this was this felt like an even more film school version of anything Woody Allen's ever done. What? With like a sci-fi twist riddled with whip pans. See, it this, just kept, the camera was, it was, might as well have just been on some sort of a conveyor belt. Yeah. And that's that's him like trying something new. Because yeah. normally he's just like, he's like a Kevin Smith. He's just like, right. just like plops the camera in a scene and just lets people act naturally. Or so it seems. No, I, I prefer that, actually. Yeah. This movie did not need to have the level of cinematography that it had. That part, yeah, like the middle part, it turns into like a like an apocalypse movie, yeah. almost. They're like on the road, the sky is raining acid. And that part was interesting just because, you know, never seen a Noah Baumbach like, disaster movie, like action scenes. And there was that really cool scene where like, He's lying in bed and he sees himself come back to bed from the bathroom. That was cool. And it's like all fucked up and horror movie. That was cool, yeah. It that like, felt like a possessor or something. Yeah, it like startled me in a real yeah. way. And that's a great move when like you have an unexpected horror scene mm-hmm. in a comedy. 
it's uh it hits just because you know who saw this coming at the same time that i felt like this movie was just too many different genres all at once the metaphors were heavy-handed and i'm still too stupid to figure them out is it and is i was wondering is this the first bombach movie with actual special effects in it a lot of them felt practical too yes right yeah, like normally he's his movies are just about like weird people talking through their fucked up issues mm. this is like a you got Don Cheadle in here, like it, it was. It was <laughs> being cheatly as hell. Is it a horror movie? Is it a disaster movie? Is it a snobby indie think piece? Fucking pick a lane. It's everything. <laughs> pick a lane. <laughs> Truly, he was really like coasting through all those lanes the entire time. I think a bad movie by a great director. I'm going to disagree with what you said. I'm going to say a bad movie by a great director is worse than a bad movie by a bad director because not only am I not enjoying it, but I'm also disappointed. You know, that's a pretty good take. I'm liking that take. And yeah, I don't know. Like if you bold directed this movie, I would have watched it and been, well, yeah, of course it sucks because he sucks and I'd shut the TV off. I probably would have finished it. Mm. Yeah. Whereas this, I was like upset because I'd been looking forward to it. And I remember almost thinking about going to see it in a theater and then it popped up on Netflix and I was pumped and I was like, this is going to be great for the show. And I'm, I was regretting that we were missing a night of the show because of a good movie coming out. And actually, mm. I really do wish we watched this together and hated it together. Mm. But you didn't hate it. Yeah. So that would have ruined it for me because I would have been so mad the in movies. the moment. But yeah, this, uh, I don't know. Pretentious. Driver, Adam Driver and Don Cheadle, I wrote that they are a good duo. Do you agree? There's a long, they weren't bad. There's a long take where they're like, just uh, going back and forth for a while. And I was like, this is, this is working. They're kind of fun. How did you feel about uh, Andre 3000 popping in? I thought that was fun. And remember when he was an actor for a while? I do. I'd he's, like to forget. He's that movie. He's in what, like Be Cool and Four Brothers, and then he dropped <laughs> off the face of the earth for a decade? Literally, yes. <laughs> that's. I think that's his entire filmography. He stinks. I don't like him, and I don't like Outcast. But I mean, he wrote "Hey Ya." That's that's a hell of a pop hit. I understand Outcast's place, and I, at one point in my hip hop journey, owned all of their music on CD. Sick. But I definitely played it just because it was super Stankonia in particular. I played on my subwoofers in my Volvo in particular because it was super loud, Kid. not because I enjoyed it. <laughs> Kid, you enjoyed it. What's that one song that's like? Fucking. Uh, I don't even know. Who let the dogs out? Baja men. I gotta look it up now. It's gonna drive me fucking nuts. But that's I, you know that's that's my interpretation. I am a negative cunt. <laughs> I will say that this, considering the fact that it's a Netflix original movie. Mm. I will say it was a real movie. Will you agree? Um, For fans who might have forgotten, most Netflix movies are fake and not real and disappear from your mind the second it's over. It was real. This was real. This had some stuff. Yes. I didn't like it, but it was at least a real movie. There was no point where I was like, okay, this is just another one of these. Mm. And yeah, Noah Baumbach-wise, like, even though he did... this is based on a book, so he didn't like write all the stuff. 
He's really good at just having like interesting dialogue. There's at least one thing every scene where I was like, oh shit, that was, I wish there was more of that because he's a smart, funny guy. He writes good dialogue. Mm. The song I was thinking of is Rosa Parks. Oh, word? Yeah. How you doing? I believe. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is a great song. Fucking, I take back everything I just said about it. Oh yeah, this is a cut. But yeah, this is, I don't know if this is playing in theaters anywhere, but maybe just throw it on Netflix. This is a weird one to see in a theater. And unless you're me and you're a big fan of Noah Baumbach, I don't know if you're going to respond to this movie. But... I think you being a big Baumbach fan is what made you enjoy this movie more than it being a great movie. And that's a very simple observation, I know, but... Mm. I don't... I mean, probably, but like... You just... You watch the end. I can't comment. I, there's like 30 minutes left. Yeah, like it, I shut it off. It so. kind of heats up. It gets more interesting. Okay. The first like 40 minutes or so, I, I was just like, I don't know what's going on. These kids, what is this movie? But... <laughs> And not that it like completely won me over by the end, but I don't mm. know. Give it a go. All right. Maybe read the book, folks. What if I could? Yeah. Uh, I watched the new Will. I'm gonna do it quick. The new Will Smith Apple original Emancipation. Haha. And that was a pleasant surprise as well, actually. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't believe this. Yeah. Quite frankly, you were like, I was raving enjoying. About this it was, thing. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I okay. think I gave it three out of five. But okay, it's a okay. movie about a runaway slave forges through the swamps of Louisiana as a tortuous, tortuous journey to escape plantation owners that nearly killed him. Slaves built the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith like does a remix of that cut for the soundtrack. Oh cut. god, that'd be good. Haha. Um, I thought it was a lot better than I expected it to be. Do you think this was uh, better than the director's last film, uh, Infinite, starring Mark Wahlberg, which got dumped on Paramount Plus? Yes, I do. In fact, I remember panning that here on this very program. Might be the worst movie we've ever covered on this here program. It's, <laughs> it's definitely up there. I think that movie with Nicolas Cage, the Dan was a guest mm. during, was probably the worst thing we've ever covered. That was really fucking terrible. That was real bad. Mm. I'm trying to find the fucking slaves wonder shows and thing, and I don't even know where it is. I hate my slaves, board. Slaves, slaves, slaves. Also, speaking of dance, it's his birthday tomorrow. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday big guy! Like and when he hears this, it'll be his birthday. If he I'm, listens in the day of, yes, okay. Dan, you better be spending your birthday listening to this podcast. I don't see why it wouldn't be. As we prepare for the weed game show. Oh wow! Big birthday! Edition. What are you guys doing that? Give him a little plug. I mean, it's at a secret location, and it's sold out. So how is it a, a secret? <laughs> well, you, like, buy the tickets, then find out where it is. They tell you, like, the area it's in oh. beforehand. It's to, like, make it seem all cool and dope. What if, like, it's you working. bought the tickets, and then you realized it was too close to a school zone, hypothetically, <laughs> and you were a, you know, level three sex offender, and you yeah. couldn't go? Well, this is a wild hypothetical. Just, you know, hypothetically, <laughs> not that I ever have any problems yeah. with that. No, of course not. I mean, I think you'd have to reassess. Oh, bummer. In okay. that very specific instance. Speaking of level three sex offenders, uh, Antoine Fuqua's Emancipation. <laughs> I was very surprised to enjoy it. 
Mm. Will Smith is a pro. I think it's easy to forget that given the last year with him. Mm. He has done nothing except win an Oscar, disappear for a literal calendar year and try to do like various apology tours for nothing. Yeah. Um, at one point, Will Smith removes a guy's hand with a shovel and then 20 minutes later, he's fighting a CGI alligator. And this movie, I have a meets. It is 12 Years a Slave meets Crawl. Oh, shit. So have I sold anyone? <laughs> You're telling me 12 Years a Slave meets Crawl, yes. the alligator adventure horror movie Correct. starring friend of the show, Barry Pepper. Also starring David, uh, well, this Emancipation was starring David Denman, who plays Roy on The Office. And at one point he says Negro. Oh. And Paul Ben Victor, who plays like one of the sinister talent guys from Entourage. Mm. That's good casting yeah. as a racist. Roy from The Office. It's, and of all, it's Ben Foster's movie, honestly. In a movie that is not for him, he outperformed the lead as he's often done. Like yeah. He does it in most things that he's in. Honestly, yeah. Like I was just going to say what you said. Everything that he's in, like it's his movie. Yes. He makes everyone else... It's like embarrassing. Yeah. He's... He tries so much harder than everyone else. And I, that's what sucks about him having done the, the the Holocaust movie, the Holocaust boxing movie that was so bad, because mm. like it could have been so good. And he's the type of guy who deserves vehicles like that that are actually well done, because mm. I think he should win an Oscar, and I love him. And now instead I have to think about how much I enjoyed him in Hell or High Water for the 50th fucking time. <sighs> yeah, that one, I almost feel like we're wrong, and that was good. But also, on the other hand, I've never heard anyone on earth even bring that movie up who did so, that again the guy who did raging bull or not i'm not raging bull it was something that, that just did that because of boxing i can't I'm remember drawing a legitimate blank but, but it yes, was somebody big someone of note did it. i remember thinking this will be great and it was just kind of forgettable mm. but i mean that'll happen either way i overall enjoyed emancipation it's not a movie like this in the menu they both have a thing you watch it it's there and it's done it's not a rewatchable movie but mm. <clears throat> obviously it's heavy um, I think I texted you during it. I was like, I really don't like hearing racism in a serious way. Like I find it upsetting. Like mm. I think it's hilarious in the right context as a joke, like from a, like a Dave Chappelle perspective, but oh, real I... racism and the movie did a good job of making it feel authentic. I find very upsetting because mm. real racism is not funny. Wow. Folks, are you hearing this? This is pretty classic. I'm not smiling. <laughs> there is no humor here. Wow. I hear Hank upstairs banging on the door. We're not letting him in. Nope. He's not going to ruin this. For him. He's not going to ruin this beautiful moment that we prick. have. Going. That rude prick. <laughs> um, so that's Emancipation, the new Will Smith, uh, Antoine Fuqua, Ben Foster, three-hander on... Mm. Uh, Apple Plus. Apple Plus. Exclusively. I don't think this is playing in theaters, I think. No, it's not. I, there's no way critics liked it. I think Will Smith just sort of fire extinguisher his whole career by slapping chris rock in the face and then handling like a little girl but yeah because this you know this was supposed to be like a big awards movie yeah. apple probably thought they had like a whole thing on. i'd hands. be furious fire antoine fuqua because this movie would have been so differently received if it was like hey oscar winner will smith here he comes with his fucking feet follow-up yeah exactly that's a great point instead they got the the guy from the slap who like embarrassed himself on the internet Yep. After he attacked a comedian over a fucking softball of a roast joke on his wife who fucks other men. Embarrassing. 
fucking nerd. Speaking of wives who fuck other men, I'm going to recommend a documentary series on Peacock that I've been enjoying called Paul T. Goldman, which is a very weird, fucked up, and funny documentary. This is like a tough one to explain or sell. Mm. So I'm just going to say it's about this very weird guy who I would normally find very annoying, but the fact that they gave him his own documentary and what it's about and he's playing himself in these reenactments it's like funny on a very like nathan Meta, for you kind of yeah. level like it felt very above i don't know above board or whatever. i mean i don't know what I'm, the expression i'm looking for is but it i got confused by it and had to shut it off i was like i don't know like am i supposed to be laughing more like i'm just i wasn't my heart wasn't in it, but I get the appeal and I probably will go back. I was having big laughs. There's mm. only, I think it's like a six episode deal. There's only three up on Peacock now. If you're in the mood for like a weird story that has some, uh, you know, some spiciness to it about a fucked up guy that, you know, you'd normally never see even a story about, I am enjoying this. Paul T. Goldman mm. on Peacock. I just finished uh, Welcome to Chippendales with friend of the show Kumail Nanjani on Hulu about, uh, I guess, it's the guy who started the Chippendales male strip club franchise, Mm. and he gets into all sorts of mischief. This show was shockingly entertaining for what I thought it would be. And I know a lot of people do not love Kumail and like, He's sort of had a weird career. What do you mean? But I am kind of a fan. I'm a big Silicon Valley guy, and I enjoyed him a lot in this. Yeah, that... I keep forgetting about this show, as I do with almost every show that I'm watching, except for Tulsa King, which is at the (laughs) forefront of my thoughts all day, every day. But... 10 out of 10. I watched two episodes of this uh, Welcome to Chippendales Mm -hmm. on Hulu. It is time to stick a stand. <laughs> and I felt very similar. It's like way better than you'd think it would be. Kumail was kind of working. Yeah, it almost had like a Pam and Tommy yes. level feel to it of that's, that like dark satire. No, that's perfect. Because that's yeah. like probably what they're going for. Right. Even. And uh, it's probably more true than the Pam and Tommy series. I read the Wikipedia. It's pretty much all true. Mm. Believe it or not. At first I was like, this. there's no way this premise. But all the stuff that happens really happened. Okay. I am going to finish this. I forgot about it. Welcome to Chippendales. It's on Hulu. It is the story of a man who's, I couldn't remember his name if you paid me, uh, the founder and creator of the Chippendales franchise. And all the trouble he got into. What's that? Fucking. (laughs) Fucking. Um, What else you watching? Anything? Let it pretty much covers me, me, except for like I am Sean Ray and other like fucked up asshole idiot reality shows. <laughs> Waiting for the Bachelor in like a week. Ooh. Oh Wait, yeah. What was the Sean Ray one? Who's... She is a small person who like is just like out in the world, and that's the show. Oh okay. It's a reality show. We watch it on the Discovery Channel, or they have a lot of Discovery Plus, whatever it's called now. They have a whole like universe of yeah. little people shows. She's not like a, 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 you can't say midget, but I don't, I guess you say little person. She's not that. She has some sort of like degenerative bone cancer thing that happened when she was a kid and she just like stopped growing at like seven years old. 
Very strange overall. And it's just like her out in the world. I don't know. It's interesting. So does she look like a seven-year-old, like face-wise or just height-wise? Well, I mean, when you look at her, like her face is a little more mature and she has tattoos. Mm. Like not a ton of tattoos, but enough where like, you know, it's not a kid at second glance. Mm. But if you just walk past her, you would probably just assume she was a child. Sounds like kind of a cool look. Yeah. And like, there's a, we were, the more recent episodes, like some guy and she met on the internet and he like flew here from England and he's like a regular sized guy and they like make out, but they don't show it. He's like, and then I'm like, is this guy like a pedophile? I like the idea of them like blurting out her kissing someone. <laughs> like, we can't air this. This is fucking outrageous. It's disgusting. <laughs> like, a, is he, and oh. yeah, am I being hateful and like not wanting to see uh, what looks like a child kiss a grown man? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, what's the woke take here? <laughs> I don't have one because I can't do that. I already did one where I said racism isn't funny. And like, and I told Sam to bleep it out when I said a, a curse word earlier would begins with an f mm. i don't know man i i can't uh yeah, that's fine i can't wrap my head around 2023 i'm not built for it anymore i'm gonna like i'm i'm not even I, i'm not a hateful person but i no. am an idiot so i mean that. kid somewhere in there is is hate <laughs> i mean i think we're good we're worrying about nothing for no reason the fans get that it's all a goof are they having a goo yeah. This is the real question. I mean, the real question is, how's Jeremy Renner doing? I can't believe we forgot to discuss the fact that he ran over himself in a snowplow in the interim but since last week's episode. <laughs> Every I hope he was listening to his own music when he... He doesn't look good at all. Have you seen him? I have. I've been watching his Instagram very closely. He Too has like closely. a pair of glasses on that are like all bent and fucked up. <laughs> or they're like tilted and he has like cuts all over him and he yeah. looks real bad. Mm. I, I mean, get, I don't get what he's posting for at this point. I'm worried. Are they going to be able to make. Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of what piece of shit he's well, working like on. Hawkeye, the show. <laughs> yeah. I hope this doesn't interfere with season two of Hawkeye. I, I was under the impression he might die, and I thought that would be really funny, but um, <laughs> I don't even dislike Renner. I just Ooh. wish death on everybody. Yeah. Um, that, that's how metal I am. The fans know this, and there's just no doubt. But yeah, I mean, we're pulling for you, Jer. If you make it through, you're going to have to make the town too. Otherwise, we'll run over you again. I'm threatening Jeremy Renner here on the podcast for some reason. I wonder why Ryan's playing this song. <laughs> he, uh, unfortunately, Jeremy Renner just passed. <laughs> oh shit, he's down. He uh, shit his bed and died. <laughs> Folks, and we got an exclusive here on the show. The town too will never happen. So Fuck. Jeremy, you will be missed. Well, you short king. We're about to lose someone else, because if they're not making the town two, I don't want to live anymore. Oh, God. Scott just took his own life live on the program. There we go. I'm dead. All right. So I guess this is a show about sneakers (laughs) now, because that's all I got. Enough. So the the Nikes, huh? Hmm. Episode one, sneaker town. (laughs) 
Me and Jeremy Renner just looking down from heaven in disgust. Uh, as I do a podcast about like Air Force Ones and getting molested. Yes. But in reality, we're going to do a podcast about the movie Air Force One starring Harrison Ford. Everyone's favorite. Get uh, off my plane. A 1997 action drama. I'm so not a Harrison Ford guy. What? I'm a big Harrison Ford guy. He's too old. Oh, what do you mean? Do you th- you For the star, my earring. What do you, you think I'm too old to make this fifth Indiana Jones movie? Yes, I do. I think it's going to be bad. Uh, uh, and I think you and Timothy Chalamet's Wonka should just be <laughs> on shelves for the rest of time. And unfortunately, neither of you will. You'll both come out and be panned. Yeah. I mean... For sure. <laughs> do you have anything else? I mean, I think that's it. Is I that enough? enough? I think that's enough. Yeah. Um, let's let's skip plugs because why yeah and uh just say that we hope you guys enjoyed the program and good night yeah thanks for listening um it's gonna be a great 2023 wow got a real good feeling about it and uh thanks for joining us last year and continuing to in the new year also before we go fun fact this show is going to air on the one day before our four-year anniversary mm. of doing the program. Wow. Four years, guys. So. Just just like that. Yep. That's dope. I actually just didn't like know that. that. That's an on-air reveal, and I'm charmed by it. Four years. Wow. So, congrats. I'm giving Scott a, a knuckle. Kid. Pound. To, to four more. Pound it out. Love Pound you, me out, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no? <laughs> fucking. Right, have a good one. Fucking sure. Fucking whatever. 2023, I don't fucking care. I'm sorry, what did you say? Fucking, fuck anything. Uh, fucking. The new podcast is just the fucking guy and like me talking about older boy and fucking. Like, my I, pog collection. Sounds pretty fucking sick. Wow, he's in. All right, let's do just it. Just like that. Have a good one. Bye, team. Have a good one.